we were at the lake this week, and um, when we come home, it's like inventory delivery day. There's boxes all over them. Anybody that's been to our house knows we have a lot of cardboard. Thank God for the church dumpster because 80% of it's for Jesus anyway. So, yeah, I'm going to use that dumpster here. It's his stuff. Uh, So we get home, and I'm always crabby when we get home because the house feels obliterated with stuff. There's piles everywhere. It feels like there's boxes here. There's boxes on the porch. There's boxes our neighbor got and put in the garage. There's, 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 there's crayons here. There's daddy's church tech stuff that's soon to be at church, but not yet for the last six months on the counter over there. And there's, there's, there's other stuff over here and there's laundry over here. And there's just little piles everywhere. And I'm a little bit OCD about this. It makes me crazy. I was the kid who, in order to watch the old school Batman and Robin with my Totino's pizza, had to make my bed first. Or it bugged me. I would make my bed with my Batman bedspread. This is before uh, Jack Nicholson, uh, Prince Batman came out, Michael Keaton. This was like, who remembers the TV show? You know, when you hit them and it's a bang. And then, uh, you know, Robin be like, holy taste buds, Batman. He was vicious with his language. You had to watch his mouth. Holy taste buds, Batman. Pow, bang. Anyway, I would sit on my bed after making my bed, and I'd have a perfectly round, which are square now, lame, Totino's pizza, and I'd watch Batman. But it had to be neat. And because because it had to be neat, uh, I couldn't enjoy my room if it wasn't neat. And I hate to say it, I'm still kind of that way. I'm a little better after five kids to allow a little bit more mess than I used to. Because after a while, you just kind of give up, man. You're like, I just can't keep telling them the same things. They're clearly not going to do it. So I'm going to pick and choose my battles. Because some battles aren't worth fighting. Because it's, it's stressing you out and they're, all, they're good with the mess. But we get home from the, from the lake and we got these piles. And I can feel Michelle shaking her head right now. Uh, she had a rough night with the baby, but I know she's at home going, he didn't say that, did he? Um, these piles, Chloe's room. I said, Chloe, when are you going to clean it up? I don't see any carpet. And, and she's, she's going to get to it. I'll get to it later. And, and we talked about the laundry and, and the stuff. But the problem with the piles is that it, it accumulates, you know? And so I have a question is, have you ever found yourself putting off something that was meant to be put away? Put it away. Quit leaving it out. God can give us the greatest blessing and we can leave it on the counter to get to it later. And after, the, after a while, the blessing that he gave us of sitting on the counter just lingers in limbo and we say, God, where did you go? Maybe we lost his blessing in the mess. You see, the problem with not handling your business as it happens is we can store it up and forget it's even there. We think we need a blessing to fall again from heaven, but really we shoved it aside and forget it was buried deep in the pantry of our heart. Has anybody got piles? The devil don't like church. He's gonna try to rain us out. He tried to HVAC. No, devil. Now he's gonna try to storm. People say it's the week after Easter and it's raining. Oh, oh Lord, what do I do, St. Louis people? You get in your car and you get a little wet, you know? By the way, I made the kids open the door this morning so I didn't have to. Y'all, y'all, y'all awake out there? 
Okay, okay. I'm just being silly. I didn't make them hold the door for me, but I did make them open it. Nate got it. What are you not tending to that God has called you to sort through and clean up? Oh, this is good. My title today is The Problem with Piles. Let's go to Exodus chapter 8, verses 1 through 14. This is good nap weather. Don't fall asleep on me. This is my spa clock in all my kids' room. That's the Lord waking you up right now. The preacher's still preaching. We used to have the one guy. He'd come in. The first five minutes, he was passing out. I said, I know I can't be that bad because he's passing out before I even started talking. It's not me, Lord. He said, no, it's not you. He just, he's on his phone on Facebook. And Anyway, I won't go there. Oh, that was me before I became, no, I'm kidding. Listen to this. Come on, rain. Come on, rain. That's living water. Chapter 8, verse 1 through 14. I hope I don't get like shocked or something. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord says. If the rain gets louder, just so you know, I'm going to get louder too. I don't like being bullied by this rain. Go to Pharaoh. This is what the Lord says. Let my people go so that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will send a plague of frogs, ew, on the whole country. The Nile will teem with frogs. That means build up, the Nile River. They will come into a palace, into your palace. Oh, it's getting louder. And your bedroom and onto your bed, into the houses of your officials and on the people and into your ovens and into your kneading troughs. This is gross, people. He's saying he's going to put frogs in the bread bakers, the bread ovens, in your kneading troughs, your dough, everything, your food, everything. The frogs will come up on you. You don't like germs. And your people, and all, everybody say all, your officials will have some froggies on them, and I'm not talking about Kermit. I'm talking about stinky, nasty frogs. The brown ones, not even the cute green ones. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, stretch out your hand. Aaron is taken over. Excuse me, Joshua is taken over. Aaron, though, speaks for Moses because Moses often doesn't like to speak, believe it or not. You know, you can be scared to say the thing God puts on your heart, so you'll tell somebody else to do it. I'm just saying, Moses helped uh, speak through Aaron because Moses had a stutter. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, stretch out your hand with all your staff over the streams and canals and ponds and make the frogs come up on the land of Egypt. Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt and the frogs came up and covered the land. But the magicians did the same things. These are not the godly people. These are the, these are the magicians, the witch, the witch doctors. They also got some frogs too to come up in the land. They also made frogs come up. Verse 8, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, pray to the Lord to take the frogs away from me and my people, and I will let your people go to offer sacrifices to the Lord. So he brings the frogs, and then Pharaoh gets a little scared and says, please pray that they go away. I'll do whatever you need. 
Moses said to Pharaoh, I leave, you to, I leave to you the honor of setting the time for me to pray for you and your officials and your people that you and your houses may be rid of the frogs except for those that remain in the Nile. God always leaves a piece of something in your past to remind you of what he's delivered you from. He's not going to get rid of every frog that ever stank up your situation, but he's going to leave just a fragment to remind you what he delivered you from. So they wanted to remind Pharaoh what God is able to do, the God of Israel. Pharaoh said, tomorrow. Moses replied, it will be as you say, tomorrow at 10 a.m., so that you may know there is no one like the Lord, our God. The frogs will leave you in your houses your officials and your people, and they will only remain in the Nile River. After Moses and Aaron left Pharaoh, Moses cried out to the Lord about the frogs he had brought on Pharaoh. That's praying. You know, you can cry out to God in prayer. That's what he did. He cried out with a fervent prayer. That's a prayer that has legs. That's a prayer that means something coming out of the heart. When you cry out, it said Moses did. And the Lord asked Moses, excuse me, and the Lord did what Moses asked. The frogs died in the houses, in the courtyards, and in the fields, and they were piled into heaps, and the land reeked of them. Okay, there's piles of frogs all over your family room. Gross, right? Not only is it gross, but it reeked, the Bible said. You could smell it. Even if you couldn't see it, you could smell it. The problem with piles, the problem with piles is that they can build up and then you can lose track of how to get rid of them because there's so much leftover. It's, oh, you like that, Lord? Thank you. Leftover. Okay, no, just kidding. Okay. God says, no, it, didn't, it wasn't you. It was just the rain. Okay. <laughs> what are you collecting this morning? What are you collecting besides the stuff on Amazon that's building up in your house, that's giving you so many piles, you don't know how to find Jesus no more? Anybody? Maybe you're collecting lust. Maybe you're collecting trash on TV. Maybe you're collecting bad influence from the YouTubers, Colton, that know that's why I don't let you have YouTube on your tablet because, because they keep saying that little word that you didn't know was a cuss word. Yes, it's a cuss word, Colton even though you can't even pronounce it right. Did you mean this, Colton? Oh, yes, that's bad. Yes, son, that's why daddy don't let you watch YouTube, says PJ. What are you collecting? We are trained to carry it all. We are trained to hoard it all. Has anybody seen Hoarders, the TV show? It's nasty, right? I bet you there's some stank in there as bad as the frogs. Because they are so obsessed with collection, they don't know how to get rid of mess. And so they are just hoarding it up, hoarding it up, can't see the carpet, wonder what the funk is. It's the smell of your nasty stuff rotting away that you're not clearing. Now, that's gross, but what if we're doing the same in here? What if we're doing the same with uh, our diet? That's physical health. What if we're doing the same with our spiritual heart and our physical heart? I got high cholesterol, borderline. 
it's been that way for a long time, but now it's starting to bother me a little more because I'm older and I'm becoming more stereotypical. So I'm saying, what am I really doing to clean up that mess? What am I really doing to take care of my inside? And so just like we want to take care of the physical and the, the practical sense of our life, what are we doing to take care of our spiritual messes besides pushing them away instead of putting them away? We push them aside. Pharaoh was trying to keep the Israelites when God wanted to release them. And if God wants to do something, he's going to find a way to make such a mess for you that until you smell something so bad that you got to say, I've got to find change, he's going to bring the frogs to your situation. You never thought a pastor would say he's going to put frogs in your situation. But God had to put frogs in the situation to make it bad enough so Pharaoh would do God's will. You getting this? I skipped that day in 10th grade where we dissected the frog. I can put it off for a long time, but, but eventually you got you to gotta face the frogs. Even if you don't want to. That's the problem with piles. We try to carry so much, and then we wonder why it's so heavy. And we've delayed God's ability to move. Not because he's not able, because we can't keep up with the move of God. That's good. God is not able to move, but we are unable to keep up with his movement. And then we think he's not present. God says, clean up the mess so I can make room for you. Quit putting it off. Put it away. The frogs represent the burden that we're carrying, that we're carrying into church some people come into church cranky. We pray they leave joyful. If they leave cranky and they come in cranky, well, I don't know. Maybe it's the greeters team's fault. <laughs> I'm sorry, but your church can't fix you. Only God can. And God wants to use you in the process to produce resolution. Well, they didn't say hi to me. I've been to 18 churches in St. Charles County and no one said hi to me. Did you say hi to them? Well, no, I'm the, I'm the new person, me, me, me. Jesus says them, them, them. If you want them to say hi to you, maybe you should say hello to them. Maybe you should show them the way. If you find a problem, God's calling you to fix it. If everything's broke, maybe that's your calling. That's your gift is to find solution. I heard Bishop Jake say that years ago. It's so good. He says that person that keeps complaining about that thing, that's where their ministry should be. If they've got such an issue, they can fix it. God wants to use them. Well, it's not that bad. I guess we'll just keep it the way it is. It wasn't that bad. I mean, the coffee, you know. They retract. They retract because they don't want to have to deal with the pile that they're bringing into church. We don't have to deal with the piles that are on the counter because another holiday's coming anyway, and then the mother-in-laws bring more gifts, and it just never ends, Cody. Don't have five kids. Did I say that out loud? I love them. I love five kids. I'm trying to teach them to be minimalists. You know why? Because I was the kid with all the piles. Now, I did have, I had the issue with making my bed, but I had so much stuff that now I see my kids and I don't want them to have to deal with the same stuff I dealt with. You know, you know your piles can come at different situations in your life, maybe in relationships, maybe in marriage, maybe in, in sin, in, in, in falling away. Like your piles don't have to be from Amazon. But if you don't address them, 
eventually your kids are going to smell them. Oh, that's good. If you don't address your piles when you're 15 or when you're 20 or when you're 30, eventually your 10-year-old's going to smell that and go, that's normal. God says, put it away instead of pushing it aside. Yes, Lord. I've got so much stuff that I bought. This is horrible. The pastor who says he's not frugal. I've got so much stuff before church that I bought on Amazon that I shoved away that I never opened that I bought the same thing again thinking I needed it again and I had two of them and didn't even know. Has anybody lost new stuff in piles? Does anybody have piles with with new tags on them? Oh, my wife, she can go all day with new clothes with tags on them and piles that disappear in the wall thing. Michelle, I didn't know you had that from 15 years ago. The tag's still on it. When we met, she had DVDs with the wrappers still on it. Well, they're on sale at Best Buy. Remember, people used to go to Best Buy and buy stuff. That's before you ordered it online. They're half price on Tuesdays. I said, well, the wrappers are still on them, so what's the point of spending the money? You're clearly not going to watch it. Well, see, piles, we do it. We think it's going to make us happy. I do it too. I do it with, with other stuff, uh, worse than movies, okay? I do it with stuff that my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, this is going to be so great. Let's go build this thing. Let's go, let's go rip that off the house and replace it with this. That's going to be so great, says the same thing that didn't get used the last time we did that. You know, we can chase pile creation, because we think that's where the joy's at. And all of a sudden we're going, we're so stressed out because we're caring so much from all the things we've tried to accumulate. We're building piles we can't even maintain of blessing. And then they don't look like blessing anymore. They look like burden. They stink to us. God says, I sent that. How dare you turn my blessing into a burden because you mismanaged my stuff. My, my provision. Stuff is the cool way. Provision is the biblical way. God says, I'm going to give it to you, but you got to be frugal with what I give you. And so, so when God says, let it go, release them Pharaoh, and, you, and we resist as Pharaoh, God says, I'm going to make it worse. You've got to clean it up. If you don't clean it up, you're going to go to your room. No, you're not going to go to your room because we don't have one here. But church, you're going to go to your room if you don't clean up your mess today. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying God is going to keep exposing the problem in the pile that you're running from because you don't want to face it. You don't want to face the mess. We put it aside. We put it aside. I'll get to it later. We don't put it away. We put it aside but it's really still waiting to be dealt with. I have a real problem of addressing everything like immediately. I do it with church people. I do it with my family. I do it with myself. And sometimes like it's okay to like pause. That's where I love like church family. They're like, hey, we can, we can do it a little more subtly. But I have a problem, Nate, of saying, let's fix it now. Why wait? Because I'm so worried about my bed getting messed up. I'm so worried about the pile building up that I'm always, I'm always ahead of the pile, but sometimes that can make you crazy too. So God is saying, it's okay to put it aside for a minute, but you gotta deal with it eventually. It don't maintain itself. If I put away, put aside the things that I've watched in our journey at home, I can see that house really becoming a pile of heaping problems to get out of because we're so blessed 
And if I don't stay conscious of what I'm putting aside personally as a dad, as a husband, as a brother, as a pastor, then eventually I'm going to build up these mounds in my spirit that you don't see, but I see. And when it's time to give you guys joy, I'm going to be thinking about the mess. You got to address the mess to see the blessing. Don't put it aside. That's the problem with piles. We'll take new piles to hide old piles. I'm not going to lie. I said it before. We get company coming over, Tim. We push everything to the bedroom. So the kitchen looks clean in the family room, but you don't open that other room. We're not cleaning it up. We're pushing it aside. God says, how long are you going to push aside recovery from the problem? How long do you want to carry the frogs with you? Or do you want to get that smell out of your spirit? You know, come on, somebody. We're putting it off. We are trained to collect more than we release. We are trained to collect. Get, 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 take, take, take. But you never hear prosperity talk in America be about release, release, release. And I'm not talking about uh, uh, socialism and all that. I'm not talking about political terms here. I'm talking about the way we think about our relationship with God. We think that more deliveries means better life. I got so much stuff, I'd be giving away grill, grill brushes and barbecues and things because I've seen the problem collect in my own life. And there is so much more joy in taking that thing and giving it to somebody who actually can use it. There is joy in watching somebody use the provision God put in their heart. There is no joy watching the frog sit on that thing and do nothing with it, being a bump on the log all your life, going, I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to sit around and wait God for it to strike me with lightning. Guess what? That's not God. That's the end of your life because you did nothing with it. Can I preach to y'all? Can I let you know how I feel? The Lord is in this place. Don't waste the blessing. If you're tasked to do something small for Jesus, do it as big as you can do it. That's how you clean up the pile. You think I'm talking about stinky frogs. I'm talking about piles of good things that God has given you that you're just sitting there complaining about asking for more. God wants responsibility with his provision. Can't handle no more. You can't handle the truth. Wasn't that a good movie? We were talking about Batman, and that was Jack. He was the Joker, and he was the, the mean guy. Code Red. We don't do Code Reds in church. We do Code Jesus. All you young people, what is he talking about? What was it? Uh, a few good men. What do you want from me? I want the truth. That's why we came to church. Man, y'all, did you did, did y'all die when Jesus rose last week? Where did everybody's pulse go? <laughs> Whew, okay, I felt the sweat coming back. I'm alive too. That's good. <laughs> That's the problem with piles. Are we collecting more than we're 
releasing. We think purchasing lots of money. B.I.G. quoted it best. More money, more problems. Because then you start building bigger piles that you can't tend to. And then you're like, oh, God, these piles are so big. Maybe I should go back to basics and just live normal. I didn't know bougie was so problematic, God. And the delays for everything is just pottery barn takes a year. Golly, so rough. (laughs) Don't turn your blessing into a burden because you're spoiled. You can be spoiled just like the frogs. You can be so spoiled with the blessing of your church, your Jesus, your life, your job, that you just kind of like can turn it into, I'm, I'm talking to myself, you can turn it into a burden because it's never enough for you. That becomes a pile. God says, that's not right. We often move stuff to our stairwell at home so we can move the pile. But eventually, we got to put it away or we'll trip on that thing at some point in our journey. God is saying to somebody today, put your pile away. Jeffrey, put those clothes away. I folded, you just messed them up. Put them away, Jeffrey. I don't know where that's coming from. If that really happened, it's just coming out of me, mom. I'm sorry. God says, put it away. Look to your neighbor and say, put it away. Turn to your empty chair and tell it, put it away. You're talking to a chair. Get it together, people. If you got to talk to a chair to get your life together, that's okay. Just don't answer yourself. You talk to God and God will answer you, okay? God can be a burning bush. God can be in the midst of a fire. God can be sitting right next to you in the spirit, and you can say, God, help me clean this thing up. Well, God says, put it away. Start with a little bit. This is what I tell my kids. This is good. This is good. If you want to clean up a big pile, what you have to do is start breaking it into small piles first. So, you, so, so I know that like money's tight and I, I, I think I'm going to get fired and my wife's mad at me and, and my kids, my kids never see me. And like, I know that maybe we have different piles all happening at once, but eventually we got to start breaking them up into bite-sized manageable components and say, God, help me address this thing in a practical way. All right. I'm going to start with praying. I'm going to start with praying by myself. I'm going to pray at dinner. I'm going to pray in front of my kids. I'm going to start there. And God's not going to just fix it in the moment. But God says, when you're willing to start moving towards removing the pile, I'm going to help you get rid of the mess. That's what Jesus says. We're trained to think it's cool and that more is better, but more is heavier. More is not always better. When the quality decreases because of the volume, it's no longer worth what it was. Y'all getting this? I don't want to get economic on y'all, but when the quality, when the, when the volume gets too high, the quality decreases and it's not worth what it was anymore. So less is more often. 
Do, do more with less. Y'all can stand this morning on this blessed, holy, raining water day at 1C Church. This year, I challenge each of you to become spiritual minimalists. A lot less uh, Jesus, 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 and like Jesus, okay, I'll take that. I'm going to do something with it. Repetition don't save you. Action does. I'm not saying you're saved by your works. I'm saying God will speak to your heart and get you out of the pile if you take action with what he simply told you to do. You can pray all day, but when God says go, release, it's time to go release it. It starts with prayer, but God needs you to put it away. Use it up or move it out. Use it up or give it away. Quit holding on to what's holding you back. Use it up or move it out. If it's good, use it. If it's bad, God will produce good from it if you let him. That's the problem with piles. God, we come to you right now. We give thanks the week after your resurrection that we're still here with you. We're still witnessing to the truth that happened at the tomb, God. And we ask you to keep us active on our path, that we don't step back and linger for six months, that we stay on top of the messes that are trying to hold us back from seeing your glory as it should be seen by us according to your will and your purpose. So every time something comes in, God said, let us address it. Let us fix it. Let us find a use for it and make the most of what you've blessed us with because we know then we will be able to carry more because we're making room on the inside for your glory, God. We give thanks. We give praise. We praise you now. We lift your name. Let's everybody do it together. We lift your name, God. We lift Jesus to the heavens. We lift the only name to the heavens. The only name the Bible says that you can be saved by. So when we call on the name of Jesus, we activate the 